when I met Spitter, he was probably on his like tenth mixtape of the year. Yeah, and it wasn't even like summertime yet. You know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> like that fool was already on a run. You know, when we started like <laughs> shooting the videos and showing our personality and showing his closet and yeah. you know what I mean, buying cars and 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 showing the internet that shit. That's it so kind of cr- just changed everything and, and and made it more real and and people became in, involved with it. And it was like it was like a light switch. Oh Lord, Jesse made another one. Hey, what's going on, y'all? I'm Brandon Jinx Jenkins, and welcome back to another episode of the Rap Caviar Podcast, which you can watch exclusively on Spotify. And today, this is our first time doing just like the the only single guest got the whole couch to himself, Wiz Khalifa. What's oh, up, man? Cool. What's up, dude? You got like five projects in just over a year. So you got Wiz Got Wings, uh, Multiverse, Stoner's Night with Juicy, Full Court Press with Crit and Dizzy, and the Taylor Gang Project. That's a lot of work in one year. Um, where is this new energy coming from? It feels kind of like new artist energy, right? Like Like just getting busy. That's just how music is right now. And that's the climate that I that I come from anyway. It's yeah. just like uh, just dropping and trying to figure out like what the sound is, what fans are into, what you could perform in different places and give people these different moments. And um, for me, it's just really fun to, you know, work with different people and have all of these projects, but still just add them to the catalog. Yeah. I really enjoy that. And I enjoy like interacting with the fans and being able to drop different videos and just have different moments that you know might not stand out at radio or they might not stand out here but they're still significant i feel like the game's kind of reinventing itself in a way where like you know it used to be this like here's your studio album here's your mixtape run mm. and now it's sort of blurred into this um i don't know it's like it's not as distinct anymore but you end up developing all these fans from different yeah. different corners of it yeah. trying to find the stuff that they're going to be into yeah i look at it like artists are are more you know, into what's going on as opposed to what happened. Like, we're so far ahead of, you know, the things that created, you know, so many different waves. I think artists are really just diving into what they think is cool or what they think is dope or whatever they think is, you know, forward thinking. Yeah. And they're not really caring about, um, you know, what people expect from them. I wonder how much of it has to do with, like, the label system changing. Because I Mm. think about, like, um, especially when you first got on the scene, it's like one of my favorite eras is like the blog era. Mm-hmm. And it felt like there was this whole crew of artists where there was like you, the Currencies, the Crits, the Dizzes, the Cuddies, the Drakes. I mean, really the veterans today. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you do the mixtape run, you're, you're popping up off on these blogs and then it's like to try to get a, for some people it's to try to get a major. Mm-hmm. And it feels like now, whether you have a major deal or you don't, it's a lot different environment. Like it feels like, uh, at least from the outside, yeah. that there's more control in the artist's hands to do the mm-hmm. shit they want to do? I think everything is just so content-driven. So you see a lot of artists just taking things into their own hands because they know how to, you know, how to entertain. Do it. Yeah, they know how to entertain their crowd. And that's a blessing to be able to, you know, have that knowledge of who you're speaking to and how to get them going and, you know, basically push your record better than, than the label can. Yeah. Yeah, yep. I definitely see that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about a project like Multiverse, right? Where it's like, there's so many different versions of you on that project. Mm-hmm. The fan of me makes me like, is that why it's called Multiverse? Mm-hmm. Or I don't know. I don't want to be the one like, you know, it's like this. Yeah, and you'd be yeah, like, yeah, nah, yeah. it just sounded cool. Yeah, I'm like, nah, oh, shit. nah. It's totally different versions of me on there. And um, it, it's, like a, it's like a new version of me. Like, it was cool to recreate like a... 
a new version of me that'll stand out as multiverse whiz. You got like cushion orange juice whiz. You got mm-hmm. trap whiz. You got uh, you know all of these different you know versions of me. I'm, and now that there's like an older. You know what I'm saying? Yo, More sophisticated version. I wanted to talk to you about yeah. that, right? You don't want to come <laughs> here and be like, yo, so I feel like you have like this OG version. Because, yeah. I mean, it's like, that's that kind of wisdom and game is in your shit from the start. Mm-hmm. But there is a, there's something like that happening. It's not just in your music. It's also like in your presence, too. Um, yeah. I was thinking about even some of your social media, your, your tweets were just like, yo, here's the shit we're not into anymore. Yeah. Here's what we're doing. Or there's yeah. a record in there that's like, yo, kind of like, not nah, fuck the club, but like, the club's cool, but we're not yeah. living in the club yeah. anymore. Like, what's that stem from? What's... What is it's, that? Um, really, it's just where I'm at in my life. But honestly, I look at different moments of how I changed and what I stood on at those times. Mm-hmm. And it, it reminded me of O and IFC when I was like, a lot of people are going to have to go through what I'm saying to really understand it. And then when they listen to this, they're going to be like, oh, that's what he was talking about. So I just feel like a really a real duty and responsibility to speak up and stand on things whether they're the popular subject or not, because yeah. I know people are going to go through it. So I'm just really just laying it out there and giving you the blueprint how to cope with it. What's the connection you feel like between this and Owen IFC? Um, I feel like the connection with this and Owen IFC is I feel like I'm speaking a language through the music. Um, I was really inspired by Marvin Gaye, and still still am, but just listening to his transitions and how he produces albums mm-hmm. at the time... Um, it really blew me away and just let me know how important the DNA of the music is as as well as the words. So when I was doing um, Multiverse, you know, I, I wanted to do the same thing as put my, my soul and my heart into the music and the transitions and the bridge and the, the, the structure of the song and let that speak as well as the words. Man, it's funny because you said I'm, I'm listening to it, and there's like there's a lot of like funk records in there. There's some soul mm-hmm. samples in there, mm-hmm. and then later on in the project, I don't have the title escapes me, but it's like the record's breathing for like a minute twenty, like no, just all music. Mm-hmm. It feels like that's something that I'm not gonna say is new for you, but it's more of a focus yeah. in this project. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's something that I'm into just personally. I I could ride around and listen to you know the chill hop station and just like <laughs> yeah. zone out, no words. You know what I mean and I could feel it, or jazz stations and things like that. So it's like I, I, I always wanted to have that version of myself as well, where you could hear me through the music, but it's not necessarily me talking. I also wonder what that's like to be like um, when you're new. You're like you're you're trying to do everything. You're trying to be like the biggest artist that there is, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's a point in time where your fan base has just grown with you, and what that line is between like, all right. Am I growing with my fan base? Like, they've been with me for, like, 15, 16, 17, 20 years. Mm-hmm. And, or is it, like, this conscious effort to uh, get the new people along, right? To right. get, like, the, like, all right, I don't know, 18-year-old, 16-year-old. Like, right. Or is it, like, is it a balance or are you just, like, nah, I know, like, who I'm speaking to? Um, for me, it's, it's just taking them on a journey with me. Mm. Um, especially having a kid, his influence goes a lot into it because I can make the music that's relevant to me. But if he doesn't understand it, then I feel a disconnect. And I'm like, that's important to me for, even if it's not a whole album, it might be just a song, it might be a beat, it might be a hook, it might be something that's driven towards keeping that youth (laughs) involved. And um, I feel like it's easy to get away from that and to feel like that's not important or to like leave that out of what you do. But, um, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm forced into that. And also my knowledge of music and just want, and just knowing how 
forward-thinking people are, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I don't get stuck in my ways. And I always want to, you know, try new things, but also use the skills that I've developed over the years. And people will definitely let you know what they want and when they want it. So if you just take them on that journey with you and try new things and don't be afraid to, you know, swing and miss. And yeah. sometimes you might connect. But as long as people see you trying, I feel like your legacy will be strong. So is Bash like your in like your in house A and R? Like, like I definitely pay attention, like because he listens to like sped up TikTok music. So yeah, I, yeah. I'm not gonna get in the studio and make a sped up song. But I'm applying that to like this might be why people aren't geared toward this. Uh. So you can, you know, as like a creative person, you can just mix and you know what I mean and try to find your own way to do things. But I think that it's important to, like, just keep it all in the pot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Where does this, like, musical perspective come from, man? Because even what you're saying about, like, um, trying to make sure, like, you're conscious about it's, like mixing the music in but also taking it forward, like, is this just come from creating all these years? Is this from conversations with other artists, uh, OGs that you watched? Like, It comes from being a fan of music since I was in third grade. Yeah. So listening to Puff Daddy and then turning into a teen and listening to Wu-Tang and Nas and then listening to Cameron and then, you know what I mean? Just yeah. going through all of these different stages so I know how significant all of it is and I really give the listeners the benefit of the doubt that they're smart and they're going to digest all of this when they when they get the chance to. Um, the music that I was listening to when I was eight, you know, some of it's still popular and some of it isn't, yeah. but I knew what was good at that time. So my son being nine years old, he knows what's good. Facts. He's able to tell me. There's songs from when I was nine that are freaking classics, and I was banging them. So I know he knows what's good. I have that, too, where there's stuff that I was into. And, I, you know, it's like, obviously, anyone older than you might be like, oh, shit's not going to age well or whatever. But it's mm -hmm. their classics. Like, they still yep. get played out, or they're getting sampled now, or they're club records that still go off, or whatever it yeah. is. Or they just grew timeless. And I'm like... How did I? How did I know? How did you, you know, know? Right? Like, <laughs> it's completely different because I don't make music. You know, I'm in but this. But you know, scene. though, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know it's what's just, hot. You have your taste. Mm -hmm. um, and that's you in the solo sense with multiverse. You have all these other products where you are collaborating heavily. Mm -hmm. um, like one, you're picking some collaborators that you've worked with. You know, uh, over a decade mm -hmm. ago, which is like crazy. And there's other collaborators you're working with, like, um, like keeping it in the family. Mm -hmm. Like, why? You know, you could pick up the phone and. and work with anyone and mm -hmm. I feel like you've always been really choosy and thoughtful about your collabs even if it's like yo I'm gonna work with OG Snoop and like right. we're gonna do this you know I'm gonna work with Taylor, the whole Taylor gang and we're gonna do this people on Twitter like we type that we want that shit mm -hmm. and but it never happens mm -hmm. like it never happens right. right but like you go and you're making that project mm -hmm. so like what what's the impetus behind that Shit. Cause like we <laughs> that don't, was good, though. Because, <laughs> you know, we'll be like, it'd be cool if so-and-so did this yeah, or we got yeah. a part two. You've done that a couple times. Yeah. Uh, 2009, when you guys linked up with Currency again. Definitely. It's like... Definitely. I don't know. I'm like, yo, it's like you're it's like you're out here with us. I am. <laughs> I'm one of, of y'all. I can feel yeah. that shit. And, yeah, man, I never go away from it. It just be the shit that I want to do. Like, it's the shit that I want to hear or I want to see it, like... When I hear beats, I hear certain people on them. I don't hear other motherfuckers on them. You know okay. what I mean? Like, and then we just get so locked in sometimes where we end up doing like five to eight songs, and then we'll just lock back in. Like, yo, let's just let's finish this bitch up. And I'll be like, yo, here's the cover. Here's the uh, treatment for the first video. But and then out of nowhere, you just got like all of this shit. The whole vision, yeah, this whole vision. And that's really what it takes. It just takes everybody playing their role. 
But I've always definitely been like the nerd. Mm. <laughs> like fucking Spitter, he be calling me Quincy Jones. <laughs> I, I just know what to do with the music. And, you know, I'm stoned, but we're all, you know, contributing and I'm listening. I'm like, oh, this would sound crazy here. That would sound crazy there. Yeah. So, you know, I think, I feel like that's where all of that shit just really comes from is like, like you say, you develop a taste after a while. Mm -hmm. And my taste never changed. Damn. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you and Spitter obviously have one of the most storied partnerships in all of hip-hop, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I remember in the beginning, it's like you were a fan. You obviously, if people were a fan of both. Then y'all dropped the tape, and we're all like, oh, shit. Mm. And, you know, just that era is so fun. And then you revisit it. But I think it's like, it would be um, it would be a mistake for me to not acknowledge other people from that era. Mm -hmm. One being Smoke Dizzle, one being Big Crip. Yep. So when you guys decide to make that project, does it come together the way you're describing? Or is it like, like what places the three of you guys together? Yeah, Girl Talk is the producer on that. Mm -hmm. So we had a couple records sitting around, and he was like, yo, let's... Yeah, let's get Dizzle, let's get Crit, let's get Wiz on the same thing, and, and let's make an album. I'm like, fuck yeah, that's easy. Yeah. So he booked, I think, like three sessions, and we all just got in there and just took turns. Crit is super good at writing hooks and, and verses, so I let him come up with like a lot of the concepts, and I would just come through, and if they needed me, I was like, yo, verse here, hook there, blah, 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 or I would spark one, or I would have Dizzle spark one, and it was really organic. She just left her man, and it began to play it reminded me of like early days like south by southwest and you know what i mean the, uh, the double xl cover and shit like yeah. that where it was like we're all contributing we're all in the same room together we might have this weed we might have that drink we might have ordered that food <laughs> but it's like all happening together and um, I think it comes out in the music for sure. And I I'm really happy that, like, you know, the fans and the people who absorb that shit, they understand it, they they need it, they want it, and then they accept it. Like, I I'll be really appreciative of that. How do those relationships develop over time, right? Because you guys are also all growing as um, as people, yeah. right? It's like, I think it's easy for fans sometimes to leave you guys, like, to put you guys in a glass case and be like, stay like this forever. Mm -hmm. But we're watching, you know, Dizzy evolve, we're watching Crit evolve, you evolve, and to still try to figure out hey, maybe we're different than we were when we had South by Southwest, but we're going to meet on this plane, on this yeah. level, and share this kind of information. It's just all about love and support. You support them through whatever the fuck they want to do. If they're dropping an album, mm -hmm. you make sure you get the album, you listen to the album, you get on your social media, and you tell your platform to enjoy the album as well. If we're in the same room together, we laugh and we smoke and we joke and we enjoying each other, we holding each other down if we're in each other's cities or uh, whatever that is. And it's just all about support and love. I, I jumped on um, Dizza's podcast. Like, he don't got to jump through freaking hoops and rings to get me to do that yeah. shit. Like, that's my partner. We use each other's platforms to support each other and bring each other up. I feel like Crit's going to win a Grammy soon. Like, mm. really, really soon. People are going to start to tap in and realize how talented he is and how multi all over the place he is his last project was crazy yeah he's gonna win a fucking grammy like bro you know, the, the, it, everything's gonna happen when it's supposed to even those first tapes i think there was like if there was a world where those were like studio albums mm -hmm. right because they came through the blog era there's another thing too y'all was giving us a lot of gold mm -hmm. on datpiff.com like for the free yeah, and I mean, sure. and these are like, not just like, it's bringing in new energy, but like the musicality on them is crazy. Yeah. The new language on them is crazy. Like yeah. the cultures, there's so much shit now that's normal that mm -hmm. people don't remember. Like, nah, that they were introducing that. Yeah. Like, 
Oh. When they talk about like school, like old school, we were a totally different school. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not a different class. We were a different, <laughs> yeah. totally different school. It's cool, you know what I mean? Like, cause you got the 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 dudes who do it now, and they're on that level, and they communicate with each other too. They're in each other's videos. Mm-hmm. They're hyping each other up on social media. This one always got a song with that one, or this one got 800 songs with that one. So yeah. it's the same energy. It's just, I feel like it's just a different vibe. It's a different message. And just the way that we talk, like you said, the language was a little bit different. Yeah. But that shit ain't never going to change, whether it's fucking popular in style or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you got that hoodie on. I was like, nice, nice fucking hoodie. Like, that's a language that we speak. We speak through the clothes. Yeah, We yeah. speak through all that type of shit. So if you know, you know. You know what I'm saying? And it's just a vibe. What do you feel like you guys brought differently? Like, looking back at that time, it's probably not as easy to be in it when you guys are just trying to be like, I'm trying to be me. I'm trying to do my thing. But as you look back at that early South by South, West era, that that early blog era. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you feel like you guys were doing so differently that the, that the old school wasn't, or that they were maybe missing um, something you guys brought to the table that you now see? Like, oh, I look out, and there's y'all are descendants it's, of this. It's documented everything. That's Damn. that's what we were, that's what we were doing. That that the older cats wasn't into. This is the making of some trippy shit. Because after I get done drinking this, I'm drinking Bay, nigga. Yeah. Cause they were like real street niggas who was like, yo, don't don't fucking record this shit, yeah. yo. Like I'll go to Hot 97 and talk, and then after that, I'll, the rest <laughs> yeah, of my life like, is them yeah. niggas before us didn't record nothing. Yeah. And they thought we were crazy for having cameras and recording us smoking weed and doing all that. Y'all were some of the first, like, I'm not gonna say I've never seen weed in a music video, but mm-hmm. no one kind of branded it and canonized it in the way y'all did it. For for me, it was my OGs, definitely Snoop. Mm-hmm. Definitely Cypress Hill, Dipset, and Wayne. Yeah. Like, leading up to us doing yeah. our thing. Those were the first, like, the most, you know, in your face about it. Like, Juels and Jim, they smoked hella weed on yeah, camera. Yeah. Wayne, he smoked hella weed on camera. So, like, and Spitter was with Wayne, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, it yeah. was like, that was, like, a natural progression. But for me, you know, being newer in the game, he didn't know anybody who really smoked all like that. So when he seen, like, we was really getting stoned and then Dizzo was getting stoned, and yeah. it was like, oh, okay, these are real motherfuckers who's about this. Like, we're not just turning it on right now. We've been doing this shit. Who put who on the papers? I can't remember. No, nah, Spitter put me on paper. Okay, word. Spitter yeah, put yeah, yeah. the world on paper. He did, because everybody was on the backwoods crazy. Yeah. And yeah. Burner was smoking papers, too. Burner used to smoke blunts, but he was smoking papers as well when, yeah. when I met him. So we, we all met on... Smoking papers. Okay, word. Because I remember <laughs> Curse is like, uh, the backwoods, like, they make your back hurt. And yeah. I was like... Nah, they fuck you up. You that's scary. You up crazy colors of Yo, shit. It, it's not worth it, dog. Blunts make your back hurt and everything. All that. You can, <laughs> look, you can touch sour diesel, granddaddy, whatever, world, burn on trash, never. Always. Stop good. You smoke backwards, you don't notice it until you stop smoking backwards and you get your sense of smell back. You get your sense of smell back, exactly, and you you stop feeling like somebody's fucking pressing on your chest, dog. Yeah, yeah. You can actually take a a decent, you know, breath of life. (laughs) (laughs) I want to think about a partnership like Spider-Man. It's so great to watch him um, really do his thing and, like, get his flowers in this stage. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you all are, but, like... 
to me, he was like the people's champ really mm-hmm. early on. You know, like I think about how much music he was releasing. He was like doing what like 50 and Dipset were doing, the Max B model, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that to me is another signature of this new era where like dropping so much music. Yeah. Like that wasn't, the guys before didn't do that shit. Like nah. they were super precious about their stuff, studio album. Right. Even though some of their best music was mixtape stuff. Right. I feel like you all and Spitted to me is the champion of that, but you included being like, yo, I'm going to put my best shit out all the time yeah, and and reverse this model. And then the label system caught up to it. Definitely. They started being like, well, let's put the mixtape, let's clear this shit. Let's drop it, yeah. And yeah, put yeah. Put it on DSPs, yeah. Uh, yeah, all the people that we look up to, they, they had like a significant run and they just stuck to it. Like, even if you go to the Bay Area, like Mac Dre, like oh, the fool, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's different people in different pockets of, you know what I mean, the country where it's like they just drop. And that's the type of shit that we're into. That's the type of shit that we idolize, whether it's popular or not. Mm. And it's really, really a blessing that we were able to become that. And to speak back to, like, document and everything, when I met Spitter, he was probably on his, like, 10th mixtape of the year. Yeah. And it wasn't even, like, summertime yet. You know what (laughs) I mean? (laughs) Like, that fool was already on a run. Yeah. But, um... You know, when we started, like, <laughs> shooting the videos and showing our personality and showing his closet and, yeah. you know what I mean, buying cars and, 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 and showing the internet that shit, That's it so kind of cr- just changed everything and, and made it more real and, and people became in, involved with it. And it was like it was like a light switch. Like, yeah. came on, you know what I mean? And that's how we were both able to have our significant run after that because you know, Cushion Orange Juice happened after that, mm-hmm. Burn After Rolling, Cabin yeah. Fever, Taylor, all of that, you know what I mean? Like, all of that shit started happening for me as well. So, you know, it was really, it was really fun. That's a, like, just to list those out, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, that sounds very crazy. That's a crazy run. <laughs> um, speaking of which, I'm thinking about you working with Cardo and Sledger, man. Cardo's a friend of mine, and it's like, to watch where they've taken their careers, but I remember the first time I heard their names was working with you mm-hmm. and to see like these sounds that come out of it. And that's another thing you guys were doing. You guys were bringing so many new um, sounds to the game. Mm-hmm. And like um, at a time where trap music was like still growing, it was becoming its leading voice, but you guys did this thing that made the sound, I don't want to say alternative, but and it was hip hop, like at its core. I know what you mean. It was kind of alternative because even like the trap niggas would be like, all the girls who was into it, they'd be like, yeah, I'm going to give me a little hippie bitch. Like, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, a little yeah. hippie chick. Sorry, I don't mean to use that. <laughs> That's the word they used back then. But like, you know, like, we were alternative. We were a little bit weird. Mm-hmm. We were a little earthy. Yeah. But we were still cool. You know what I mean? We still are. But it's like, it's just a different vibe. And we definitely brought that to the forefront and made being chill, you know what I mean? Or being more, you know, uh, uh, cerebral <laughs> about things. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we made that kind of cool. Out of all your collaborators, who do you feel like, um, I don't want to say brings the best out of you, but like you can only get this by working with them, whether it's a producer or, mm-hmm. um, or like a rapper recording artist. Yeah, so Sledgerin, as far as beats, me and him, mm-hmm. Sledger and Cardo together, because I love Cardo, and especially what he's able to do, transitioning his sound and, um, you know, working with Drake and Keem and, you know, doing... I don't even... He's, he's out of here. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's cool as hell to see that. Yeah. Especially knowing that we all started together and people know Cardo from this. And then they'll hear that Cardo did that too. They'll be like, oh, wow. Like, that's that's pretty amazing. His yeah. legacy is 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 really, really dope. 
And as far as raps, of course, Juicy, you know what I mean? Yeah, because, we didn't like, talk about that at got all. production and, you know, and just the style. I always wanted to be in 3-6 Mafia. But I feel like <laughs> Currency probably brings the best out of me because we created a style together. And we actually sat down and, you know, plotted everything, you know what I mean? Like, piece by piece. And we've seen it come together. So just knowing the intent behind that and then seeing how it worked is um it's pretty it's pretty like freaking you know what I mean it's pretty mind blowing. Do you guys have like specific examples of things you envision that you're like oh like it really happened? You know like I think one was like I think is either you were talking about it or he was talking about it but it was like a, like just cars for yeah, instance. Yeah, no, like, for sure. That was the first thing I was going to say is cars. Like yeah. we we spoken up many cars <laughs> like we were sitting there drawing shit like oh i'm gonna get this one he's like oh i'm gonna get that one and then the shit was like you know it just started happening <laughs> yeah yep cars for show uh that was like the main thing <laughs> we just we wanted cars we wanted to change people's direction of where they were looking because we felt like people were looking in the wrong direction and we was like, this shit sucks. Oh, okay. yeah, 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 <laughs> like, yeah. Y'all yeah. looking over here, that shit sucks. Yeah. Like, it's cool, but it's it, that shit's about, that train's about to crash. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's when we was like, yo, check this out over here. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to, like, shit on no one's music specifically, but there was, like, that weird era where it was, like, <laughs> um, the best I can call it is, like, when they had, like, glam rock, mm-hmm. like, when rock went through that stage, mm-hmm. or, like, glam pop, where it was, like, I don't know. And like hip hop was doing a similar thing where it was like these crazy club records. And like, yeah. I can't name the sounds that were in it without acknowledging specific artists. So I'm not going to do it, but <laughs> it wasn't good. And it yeah, was at it the end good. of like 07, 08, 09. Mm. And records were getting bigger and bigger. And I was just like, but I don't, I don't care. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. music video has 20 people in it. That's fly. Mm-hmm. But the rest of it is like, I don't care. And I don't even think it was the artist's fault. It was the people who were pushing it. Yeah. They just didn't know what the fuck was cool. And me being signed, Two years prior, I realized that from the inside. I was like, these motherfuckers have no clue on what's cool or what it is. Yeah. So they're pushing shit and they're putting money behind it. And you have no choice but to digest it. But, you know, through social media, we were able to, you know, push our own agenda. Mm-hmm. And that became the popular you yeah. know, wave because that's what people really wanted. And you let the people choose it, too. Absolutely. 100%. And we gave them a choice. Like, yeah, we gave yeah. them a choice. <laughs> I'm curious, what things do you feel like switched up business-wise, like, after you guys came in, right? Like, I think it was Alchemist. Uh, he was here a couple weeks ago, and I was talking about him about um, when he did, him and uh, Spitter did, uh my God, Cobra Coop, mm-hmm. and how he, like, the merch game. And I was like, yo, I remember the Diamond Supply collabs. Mm-hmm. It's like, guys, I, I can't stress to any kid in streetwear enough, like, yo, that shit did not exist that way. Mm-hmm. Like, artists might have done merch on tours. You know, they were barely selling their stuff through websites. And then you guys started partnering with clothing brands mm-hmm. and like, yo, we're going to make this limited drop stuff. We're going to partner with like uh, Nikki Diamonds. And it was like a whole sub industry that's now super normal, mm-hmm. right? To the point where like even the individual artist now has learned how to make their own gear and make it at a high level. Right. That to me is like a business item I look at. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, if you weren't there, you won't. Like if you just got into 2015, you'll think it was normal. Right. That shit wasn't normal. True. That was like the first, like, I remember the first time I heard about a pop-up shop. Right. Right, and the first, like, online drops mm-hmm. were like, if you weren't there at, at noon, it's a wrap. Right, for sure. Yeah. I'm curious for you, are there other business items, whether it's, like, changing the labels, the way you guys merchandise your art, um, that you feel like changed? I think it's more about <clears throat> how people digest it. And especially for the artists, um, it's just ways of, like, incorporating 
the whole lifestyle. So when you show up to the show, you're just fucking wrapped up in it. You got, you already got the shirt. You already got your favorite song. You already have your, nowadays it's the viral moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, you just incorporate all of that excitement into it. And that's what the artist or the brand is. That's how you sell that t-shirt or you, you know what I mean? You, whatever you slap your name on at this point, it's just, it really depends on, you know, creating that excitement for the fans and they just digest things a little bit differently these days and i feel like back then it was more exclusive like what you were like what you're saying yeah because you would see what somebody's wearing and instantly be like what the fuck is that but now if you see somebody's wearing it what somebody's wearing you're like i can go get that yeah yeah <laughs> so it's like more accessible and brands and labels and you know everybody's made it more accessible because how time has just developed and companies have sold and they've grown and they've gotten bigger so they're not as in the hands of the creators as they were. Mm. You know what I mean? It's just a little bit different time. So, um, yeah, to be around, you know, at some of those first drops or to wear some of the first T-shirts or, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it, it was really definitely a privilege. And for now, I think it's just, you know, people just try to capsulize that and then, capitalize off of it. I'm curious just throughout your whole brand of what you do, whether it's like the merchandising you do, um, all the stuff you do in like the marijuana industry, the stuff you do in music, what what have you made sure to keep your hands on and what's the stuff you're like, oh, maybe I'm, I've, I've moved away from trying to be as hands-on with that? The music is always the most important to me. The music is the vehicle. Um, and everything else is, is just, you know, representative of that. Mm. Um, you know, I've gotten into health, uh, of course, me being a father has opened up a lot of different opportunities, um, branching out and doing just totally non-music things, but still entertainment. Um, I, I, st I still love that, and I'm always going to try to develop things that are just based around what I think is cool. And that's really what it is, is just to, like I said, get my DNA out through the music with Multiverse. Yeah. There's a hundred other things where I can get my DNA, you know, through and put that same energy but not be so, this is Wiz Khalifa, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? What so, do you mean? Um, Like like PFL, mm. uh, the Professional Fighters League. That's a company that I'm a part of. And me being me as a musician only does but so much for that company. Okay. But me being hands-on with the fighters and actually being a person and, you know what I'm saying, Build, building the company and adding, doing different ideas, whether it's, mental health or whether it's about this or whether it's about that like things that you know what i mean are important to me that other companies might not even give a fuck about yeah like okay. just adding that and people being like wow we're glad we worked with wiz for you know this amount of time because he brought this to you bring all that shit to the table exactly yeah. yeah yeah how important is it you feel like to be involved in like league like that and also like having to know like like to be fighting like to actually be like all right like i participate in the sport you know i imagine it's probably a a couple, like not even a couple. I imagine there's a few people walking around in the organization. It's like, yo, never actually like got into a ring or nothing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, for you, for sure. right? It's like, how does that change your approach to the sport? It makes it better. I understand what they go through. Um, I understand how difficult the training is. I understand mentally uh, what that shit can do to you after a while. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just a more uh, empathetic role. Mm, damn, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm curious for something like that. Like, what's the moment? Because, like, I don't think I would have had that on the Wiz Khalifa bingo card of, like, mm -hmm. all right, he's going, at some point, he's going to be, like, participating in, like, MMA type shit. Like, mm -hmm. you know, kickboxing, the whole spectrum. 
What's the moment that, that you turn like, I'm doing this? Honestly, I was just working out with the homies. My partner was always into it. Uh, Breeze and Lonnie, they were always into it. They were big on it. Well, not always, but as soon as it started growing. Started got, yeah, getting big. Yeah, pause. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and this was probably like 2010, 11 maybe. Yeah. Because I remember I still lived in Hollywood, and they were on some, you know, this is going to be the next big wave. Like, if you want to get into anything, you know, try to start sponsoring some fighters or blah, 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 this and the other thing. And it just became more organic to where I was actually able to dive in and be a part of it as opposed to, like, just trying to put money behind somebody and be like, you know, I'm the promoter, blah, blah, blah. I get, I actually started living the lifestyle, and then the opportunities uh, started to, you know, come in based off of that. But that's not like... Uh... <laughs> It's not like, oh, I'm going to get into gaming and I play video games. Mm -hmm. Like, that shit's real. Yeah, no, <laughs> You know what real. I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, that yeah. commitment's a little bit different to be like, yeah. yo, nah, I'm down to like... Because when you get into the ring, it's like, it's 50-50. Yeah. Shit could go either way. I mean, Everyone's not gotta, down yeah, if it gotta, goes the other way. There's training, like, you know, <laughs> staying fit, and then there's actually getting punched in the face and kicked in the body and... Yeah. And you got to be a different type of dude to just, to be, a, you know, accepting of that. And there's certain parts of the world that people are freaking with that, and there's certain people who aren't with that. I'm just one of them people who I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, yo. If that was the thing, if they were like, yo, all right, you can invest in this company, I get to punch you in the face. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to keep my money, man. I don't know. I mean, if I get to hit you back, for sure. Okay, yeah, then maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe that balances it out, man. Yeah, I don't know. It's if... not as bad as you think, though. Yeah, but, like, you can say that because you're on this side of it, like, I don't know, man. Like you get it, it's it gets less and less of an issue. I think it's the thing. It's like you got to be in it for to feel that way. That's I can't like say, but yeah, it gets less and less of an issue. And yeah. someone be like, "All right, so I'm gonna swing on you right now." Oh, for sure. <laughs> uh, there be times we we'll like put the gloves on, and I'm like, "Do I need to take my nose rings out? Do I need to take all this shit out?" Because you know, yeah. it could it could go there. I want to talk about your other investments in the marijuana industry. I mean, years ago, I interviewed you at Complex. It's like 2017, 2018. It hadn't really taken hold yet. This is how crazy the industry's been. But it was like the beginning of like the soccer mom embracing like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, um, it's marijuana, right? And it's yeah. like, it was still, it was like articles were being written about it and it was getting ready to become a thing. And in the years, four or five years since, it's just like, you know, massive legalization, at least, um, recreational use right the way it's like the rest of the world has jumped onto this business right i don't know did you always see it going this way or was yeah. it just like a, a hope that it would uh get to this point the thing about business you know this too but um if you're like doing business with the right types of people they'll put you up on game years mm -hmm. in advance so you know this whole time that we're developing kk i'm getting not hints, but like, you know what I'm saying? Information on where the game is going and how it's going. Shout out to Burner. Shout out to my management. And shout out to everybody who's helped the company along the way. And, um, yeah, I'm just getting information on where the weed game is going and how it's developing and what the rules are going to be, uh, you know, years from now as opposed to now. And then you kind of just move in and out of that and just position yourself to where, you know, you stay existing, but you don't move too fast or you don't move too slow. You just kind of move with the, go with the flow. At the time, I think we were talking about, like, weed lotion. Yeah. Like, which is fucking crazy. Yeah. Me. Yeah. I'm curious, so like, what's been, like, some of the products that have popped up or that you got your, your mind on mm -hmm. that we're not, that have caught you off guard, that we're not thinking about? There's a weed inhaler. 
of Star Wars. Yeah. yeah like yeah. the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like that. Like yeah. like wait, like a weed inhaler, like <laughs> I have asthma and plus yeah, it's weed. The asthma <laughs> pump. <laughs> but it's the it's it's weed. Shake that motherfucker up. Bow. <laughs> <laughs> we got those. What? Yeah, yep. That's what I mean. So like <laughs> we just gotta wait for a second. But yeah. Okay, so you got the weed in here. What else? I just need one more. Like that's that just caught um, me off guard. If you seen the can of gun, that's pretty intense. Nah, I went pretty viral on IG for that one. It's like basically, it's like a little. It's, it looks like a leaf blower. Yeah, and you put a pound in there, and it's for parties. Yeah, it's not for personal. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but if you throw like a cool, you know, weed themed party, you can have the can of gun. You can go around and hit it, or you could hit smoke food with it. You know what I'm saying? You know how people infuse food? You, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Can of gun that thing real quick. So it'll change the, the chef aspect. <laughs> when, you, when you first said it, I was imagining uh, when you were at the NBA game and they got the, the T-shirt gun. And oh, I was yeah, like, that yeah. shit sounds violent. Yeah, nah. <laughs> yeah, like a, that would be like a gust. Yeah. <laughs> this is more like a slow burn. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was something that you had spoken about. I want to say... I'm going to get the year wrong, but it was pretty much like, all right, uh, America's starting legalization. President Biden's like, yeah, he's trying to not just legalize, but also hopefully um, start to diminish some of the sentences for people that have been locked up for marijuana. Do you yeah. ever see yourself taking on, um, I don't want to say a political role, but like um, sitting more like the activism side of that? Yeah, like, definitely. 100%. I go where I'm pushed. Mm. And um, naturally, it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, I think my job right now is to just be the face of, you know, a positive weed community. Yeah. And kind of, you know, let that transition into what it's supposed to and not go too hard. Or, you know what I mean? Not even say what go too hard is, but just... I know what you mean. Take my stance and, you know, be be where I'm supposed to be at and let everything develop how it's supposed to. I'm not opposed to, you know, speaking up against, you know, injustices or... And you, you have know, before. Yeah. I have before. And, you know, there's a lot of causes to, you know what I mean, bring to the forefront and get behind. And when it's time, I'm going to be there. Yeah, I yep. think... Um, I feel what you're saying, though, too, because, like, it's not go too far ahead, but I think there's so much that's... Even just watching, um, like, the country's opinion change on mm -hmm. weed. Like, right. we were talking about a couple years ago, like, oh, the soccer moms. And now, like, before it was like, I'm an edgy soccer mom. I'm, I'm you know, have a vape pen or whatever. And now it's so normalized, right? Yeah. Or it's like CBD, like, mixed into anything else. And I think there's so much value in... Um, know what the word is sort of like customer relations like people being like yo my opinions change on it then they can get into like the heavier definitely, shit it's kind of hard sure. to ask them ahead of time 100 percent. i don't want to make it too scary if they were already scared and like you said you know they'll get their opinion and then they'll get into it yeah but to just you know be that face of you know what i mean it's yeah. it, it's, it, it's just a totally different approach and whoever that's their you know, approach or whatever they want to do, but I know what mine looks like, and I'm, you know, I'm doing that well. I feel like there's, like, this thing that happened in the beginning where if we were following you, it was like, which weed OG are you going to smoke with, right? So it was <laughs> like, okay, obviously Snoop's on the list. Mm -hmm. um, it's like you with the uh, the cross blunt with Seth Rogen, yep. right? These are, like, big moments. But I'm curious, you're now at the spot where you're that person, mm -hmm. where I imagine people are like, oh, I got to smoke with Wiz, mm -hmm. right? So... I'm curious, who's been, like, the most surprising person that's come up to you and been like, yo, Wiz, I, like, I want to smoke with you. And, like, someone that you were just like, oh, 
that this caught me off guard. You? Damn. I usually have some. I haven't. I haven't been outside in a long time. I would say uh, Conan O'Brien. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. I got that nigga high as hell because I did. Because I'm smoking on on his show, and I didn't think that he was gonna want to blaze. Yeah. But uh, he was like, yeah, I, I really need to hit that. He was like, well, first he was like, yeah, can you leave me one? I'm like, dude, let's just smoke it right now. Yeah. Watching my homeboy Speedy's interview with Seth Rogen. And Seth said that, like, getting high with Jay-Z. And I'm like, it make, Jay is a weed company, obviously. But it still throws me off because mm -hmm. it's just like, it, it just doesn't feel like something I've ever seen. You don't see Jay do that mm -hmm. shit, right? So it's yeah. so weird to have that. Do you still have people <laughs> that are on your list? Like, I mean, it's like the greats. Like, I want to say... I'm a Snoop, yep. Seth Rogen, yep. Willie Nelson, yep. I mean, I'm trying to think who else. Like, you're you're interchangeable with any of those characters. I'm trying to think. Cheech and Chong, Cheech and Chong, yeah, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> I would smoke with Hove for sure. Hove, damn, yeah, I would get that nigga stoned. That's the thing is, like, <laughs> I don't think he'd be ready. You know what I mean? Like, I think he would, man. I think Hove is ready, dog. I need yeah. to get that nigga high, like, for real. Like, play that nigga some music. Yeah. I know he got a crazy chef, so we gonna, we gonna eat good. I can never see him. I can't even imagine it, you It's know? all about the experience. Like, even if we just get stoned and, like, go get, like, fucking donuts at 3 in the morning, like, you that's, know what I mean? Like, that would be awesome. Like, I don't even need to make a song. Like, yeah, yeah. We need to do that. Uh, I just smoked with Michael Phelps. That was pretty cool. That's insane. He was super chill. He just kept walking up to me like, this weed is amazing. He was like, I feel like I'm floating. <laughs> and I wanted to make a swimming joke, but I was like, I'm just going to keep that to myself, yeah. bro. That dude's got like Aquaman's lungs, bro. Like, Yeah, so I feel like the weed probably hits him hard. The weed inhale, he's like smoking a, a joint like in two puffs. Bro, I remember one time, this was like the beginning, I was like, I might have been like 2011, I had to do something with Action Bronson. Yeah, that's the homie. And... But action, like, you know, it's like he's smoking. So I'm like, oh, I want to smoke with Action Bronson. Mm -hmm. But this is like the the wax era. Yep. So he, like, he throws some wax in it. And I'm like, all right, man. Like, you know, I kind of don't know. He's like, oh, you, you smoke? And I'm, I'm like, afraid to say mm -hmm. no. I'm like, yeah, I smoke. So we smoke and it's the wax instantly. Yeah. Instantly. Yep. Like, the best way I can describe it is that I felt my socks on my feet. Yes. That's not some shit you actually feel. That's fucking cool, dog. Like, the fibers... It was cool till it wasn't cool. Because then, awesome. like, I'm in his crib, and I'm, like, kind of pacing around, walking around, and, like, yeah. and everyone else is cool. So, I'm, you know, you trying to be cool, but you're the only person moving. Nah, that shit turns you to a baby. Yeah, and I was moving <laughs> crazy. Then he cooked for us, but I was high for, like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. easy got, the next uh, day. Dave East high like that one time. <laughs> <laughs> that's my partner. I love that yeah. day, yo. Like, every time we, we with each other, that's jokes. Yeah. We, we get stoned together. Is Davis? I mean, obviously smoker, but I feel like just like you're just in another level, though, dog. You know, it's a little different, but yeah. not to say nothing about him personally. But I think I just love and appreciate weed, and just my habit with weed is just a little bit different than the average, you know, individual. I would agree. <laughs> you know, this one thing I looked at, just even your social presence, man. I feel like um, it's in the music, though, too. We were talking about it earlier, but like you're really growing into the OG standpoint in rap. And mm -hmm. so much of that is about, um, like, speaking your piece about shit. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you've kind of been responding to, like, just the energy that's been going around, whether it's even in some of the violence and the, the way people are kind of um, moving in the industry. Um, like, one thing you said recently was like, yo, man, like, why are we talking about everybody? Let's just go do this other thing. Mm -hmm. What makes you feel like, like, now's the time to, like, speak up and kind of, and not speak up, like, I'm, I'm making a, 
a, a speech, mm-hmm. but more like, yo, we don't need that in the culture anymore. Yeah. You know, like we're kind of, we're trying to elevate to something different. Yeah. I mean, if people want to freaking listen to what I'm saying, cool. If not, but I just want to give people like an alternative on some shit to, to pay attention to. And it's been so popular to pay attention to shit that doesn't even really fucking matter. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? If it, if it's some, you know, some real shit, then cool. Like, you know what I mean? Speak on it or touch on it or, you know what I mean? Use your platform or whatever, whatever. But, you know, a lot of people getting excited about nonsense and somebody has to calm that shit down. It's like, yo, everybody chill. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Let them do what they do or whatever, whatever. But I feel like there's not enough, uh, you know, not not saying like positive influences or like. No, I, it is that. It's like, yeah. like it, sometimes the shit don't even really feel as fun. Yeah. But when I think about like, we do a show like this. You don't want to do drama hour. You don't want to do like this person's locked up, this person's shot, this person's killed. You right. wish it wasn't the reality. But like after a while, it starts to be like that don't feel like the fun shit we were talking about mm-hmm. when it was like they're showing us their lifestyle mm-hmm. or like it's not even with the music anymore. Yeah. It's some whole other side mission shit that. I think the era that we come from, too, is um, we seen a lot of this like early before we were already on. So we mm. were trying to get away from this. And it's like, and yeah, it's like, you know, to see this being people's example of what to do and what not to do. It's kind of, uh, it's like, it's sad, you know what I mean? And it's like, you want to be the OG to be like, yo, do this, do that. This is how you conduct yourself. This is how you get bread. This is how you stay, this is how you have longevity in the game. Because we had OGs. We had people who, you know, kind of just said what was cool and what wasn't. Yeah. And at the end of the day, if you're around people who really care about you, they're going to tell you the right things to do. They're not going to tell you the wrong things to do or drag you into the wrong situations. And I feel like a lot of people are kind of like, they might feel that way, but they're silent. And mm-hmm. I've just, i paid attention to it. And it's like, you know, when a voice cuts through, whether it is on Twitter or it is in the music, it does make me feel kind of like how things used to feel where someone's like, yo, even down to what you dress, this is the cool shit, this is the whack shit. Mm-hmm. You know, like, this yeah. is how you conduct yourself, this is how you don't. Yep. Yo, don't say that. And I'm not saying you can't, but like, why do you want to? Why do you want to? And yeah. this is the vibe, like, and, it, and it's just regular stuff, like, arguing with chicks. <laughs> you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's not cool. Yeah. So if... I'm an OG and I see one of the young homies going back and forth with a woman, I'm be like, yo, chill out, bro. That's not cool. Yeah. It's just as simple as that. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, and it's not like you're horrible for this, but like Don't do that. All right, cool. Come back to the table and don't that's not the move. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you feel like um what do you feel like rap needs more of? Like what like and I don't want to just say rap either. I like to just say the culture, but like what do you think the culture needs more of? More big homies. Mm. Yeah, the culture needs more big homies. Yeah, yep. Um, more more people who actually been through a lot of the things that people are, are speaking of and can just help them cope with those situations. Like, not from a judging standpoint or not from a, uh, you know, telling somebody what to do standpoint, but from just literally just trying to give you, like, the easy button on how to do this and how to, yeah. so, on how to survive. That's what the game needs more of, for sure. What do you like that the culture's, like, what is the culture doing right, right now? 
um, the culture doing right is expressing themselves. Mm. Um, whether you're angry, you're allowed to get it out. If you're yeah. excited, you're allowed to get it out. If you're not like everybody else and you want to be totally different, you're allowed to get it out. I love that for the game. Yeah. Yeah, yep. I feel like for you, you're someone that's like a testament to longevity. Mm-hmm. And I say that because it's not just about being here. It's about the course of your career. Mm-hmm. Like I think about a song like um, like Black and Yellow. This is a massive song. Especially out of the pool of guys you came out, you came up in the game with. This is like, what year is this? It's like twenty twenty eleven, I think. It's really big. Ten or eleven. And this is this is like the this is like right before everything goes viral. Mm-hmm. This is like nah, shit's viral, and it's like it's viral for the year, mm-hmm. right? And to have these spikes in your career, um, sometimes spikes can undo an artist. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's just a real thing. Um, sometimes it's the fan, sometimes it's the label, sometimes it's the artist. You've you've outlasted. It's not it's not even losses, right? Sometimes you have to outlast your wins, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like where does that vision come from? Um shit, that was a good question. It really just I just stay in the field, honestly. Like I I, I never leave the field. Um when I'm when I'm going hard and if I'm putting some shit together, you might hear from me and you know, and if not, then I'm I'm just in the gym, I'm working. And, but I always stay in the field, so those moments can happen whenever. Like, you know, even see you again being, you know, as big a song as it is. 5.6 billion. Yeah. Plus. There was somebody the other day who was like, I didn't even know that was your song. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so I still got work to do. Like, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> so I got to create a song that you know me for. You know what I'm saying? Like, Damn. not you personally, but there's probably more people like you. So that shit motivates me to, to be like, you're not done, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you've reached these things like that probably you're, I'm probably going to get in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for already just what I've already done. Yeah. But still, I still see bigger shit. I still see more shit. I still see, uh, you know, just different ways to, to not do the same thing, but just to make people feel those feelings and yeah that's that, that's where the vision comes from it's more of a feeling and i know it still exists and i'm I'm here to to bring that you know you're still in the field but i think there's sometimes this thing that happens where like um i don't know like to taste that 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 high right to be like yo like whatever this is um people can chase that sometimes mm-hmm. right and it's like i don't know to not chase it is like um there's more people chasing it than aren't yeah, and for you not to be out, it's like that's that's interesting to me. I'm super happy with my life, <laughs> <laughs> and like just the way that things go and how I'm able to work and how. So, I just really want to keep it like that. I don't, I don't need you know any more like too much of a production or anything. Like I'm super happy with it, and I love to be able to spend time with my kid, and that's my my main focus right now is like being a great dad and being present and trying to, you know, be into his school and know what day is this and make sure he got his violin. Like, that shit ain't easy to do (laughs) if you're fucking trying to be the top rapper in the game. Like, facts. you can't do both. Like, you got to sacrifice one. So I don't have to worry about being the top rapper in the game as long as I'm putting that that, that energy into my kid. When he turns 18, I might turn up and be like, yo, what the fuck? Now I'm coming for that spot. Yeah, yeah. But right now, I'm cool just, you know, dropping my projects, making my videos, entertaining the fans. And, you know, if something happens, it happens. But I know where my real energy is at. 
I think it's so fire that the industry is like, and I don't mean the industry the business wise. I just mean the industry like all the players in it. Like that, that that's a thing now because mm -hmm. it felt like you know the generation before y'all, um, the one I grew up on, like it that shit wasn't really like that. Like you kind of had to stay in it all the time. You couldn't pick your own pace. You couldn't do the music you wanted to. And you mm -hmm. watch people crash out, you know, and having all this conflict in their real lives is trying to be the biggest rap star right. ever, right. right? And there's a world where you all, and like in your space, could still be chasing that, but you all have like, you all like realize what you're living in in real time, mm -hmm. you yeah. know? And that's not, everybody doesn't get that shit. Yeah, I feel like we're blessed to like have this industry shit in front of us but still know what makes us happy and still be able to, like, settle into that. Yeah. And there's a couple artists, and, you know, Nip was one of those, like, you know, sorry he's not here no more, and that shit fucking sucks. He definitely had that same mind state where it's like, all of this shit could be happening, but you got to have a grip on what really makes you who you Your are. Core. Yeah, exactly. And, like, I got a flight to Dubai tomorrow, but I'm not tripping on that shit, like... <laughs> I'm trying to make sure, like, the the home life is... is. But there's a lot of artists in my position who is like, they got to go out, they got to buy this, they got to yeah. do that, they got to make it, you know what I mean? And I feel like, you know, my body don't tell me to do that shit. Mm. <laughs> I feel like another aspect of longevity is, um, it's also the losses you take um, and the lessons that come from that. Is mm -hmm. there, like, a moment where, I don't want to even call it a loss, but, like, is there a moment that stands out in your memory of, like, it feels like a big shift for you in your career, where you're like, oh, this happened, and I didn't like this, and it's made me do this since that moment? Mm. Nah, I think I just look at the industry in, in like, sections, so it's, like, everything happens, like, in five years, and I can go through and see how those five years went and be like, you know, just judge how I'm going to plan the next couple years and what I want to do and where I want to be at. And for me, the the main thing is just my, my personal happiness. Mm. So if I'm happy traveling and being on the road and being around, you know, tons of fans and stuff like that, then I'm going to force that in my business. I'm going to be like, let's do this, do that. But if I don't really feel it, then I'm going to be like, yo, let's just do the bare minimum, you know what I mean, with the shit that keeps the lights on, yeah. and let's work on some other shit, you know what I mean? I like being comfortable and knowing that I don't have to get up and do one or two things just to make people be interested in me. And that's my main goal is just to stay happy like that. Are there any, let's say if you didn't encounter them, are there any pitfalls you saw that you dodged and you were like, yeah, that, that would have shifted shit? I think... I think person I think like anybody's personal life you have like a road that you can go down like there's like this one and there's that one <clears throat> and I definitely met that point mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't say it was anybody specific or anything specific but I feel like you you reach that point and it's it's your choice which way you want to go and, you know, some people might follow you one way or then you might go the other way by your motherfucking self. Yeah. So that's that's just the... I that I don't even think that has to do with being an artist. That, that, I think that just has to do with being a person, a human being. Mm. And, you know, just living past 25. You know what I mean? So Word. for me, like, real, real life, I think, and what people see... Um, as what I show them or anything like that. It's not two totally different things, but you wouldn't know a specific pivotal moment because I can't even pinpoint it. 
but it definitely happened where I had to realize what's important and and, and, what's, then, and move and, towards that. Yeah, move towards that for sure. You've had such a wide palette of what you can do, right? Like I think about multiverse, man. Like there's a record there that's like slick, like the New York drill. It's got that, it's got that bounce and that bop to it. Mm-hmm. Then you've got ones that pull from the funk records. You got like, like there's still like cushion orange juice records on there. Mm-hmm. To have such a wide creative pool to me is like it's hard to do all that really well for so long. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, do you feel like there's anything or things that have helped you maintain your creativity and been able to access those those ideas and vibes? Mm-hmm. Um, just trying different things um, and knowing what I'm good at and what I'm not good at. And I'm really dope with melodies. So, <clears throat> and I'm really poetic too. Whether anybody else likes my shit or not, I think it's fucking dope. So, <laughs> so as long as I'm like entertaining myself, like for for my good sides, yeah. And then if I try some shit that I'm not as good at, but I, I can develop that, and you know, it's like martial arts. Like you just add things to your style. I might be a black belt at this, but I might be a fucking green belt at that. I feel so, like the poetry was dialed up on multiverse. For sure. Like it's it's um it's kinda like soul records, how like it's like I might even say metaphorical, but like mm-hmm. there's times where you just stop an idea because like the next line would rhyme, but you just stop because that's where the idea stops. Yep. And I'm like, yo, that's mm-hmm. that's the fun shit. Like, I get into different bags for sure. And on multiverse <laughs> specifically. I was like, this that no flow. Like, I'm just going crazy right here. Like, however I feel, whatever I feel like saying, whatever pitch of my voice I feel like using. Yeah. Because there's different inflections as well. You know, those harmonies, I've studied how I want to lay those and how I want them to feel what colors I want them to bring out. If it's bright enough or if it's too dark, then I'll be like, remove that and let's let's get a little bit, you know? So there's just ways to convey those feelings where um, it's intentional always, like mm. as an artist. And I love having that intent. And, you know, people get to interpret it to however they want to. Yeah. But as long as I put that intention into the music, it's, it's going to be like that good soul meal. Going forward, do you see yourself maintaining this um, this frequency output? Because again, like you know, five projects in a calendar year—that's like that's a lot, you mm-hmm. know. Like and not in a like it's just a lot. It's like mm-hmm. oh shit, you know, people are still people are going away for years, mm-hmm. you know. Right. Um, do you see yourself maintaining this long term, or is it like you just kind of feeling it out as you go? Absolutely, I'm definitely going to maintain it long term. Mm-hmm. Um, my career with Atlantic is up, so <clears throat> that catalog is that. Chapter we going and also what a catalog though oh crazy like, catalog and just imagine me doing it again another ten years but me having all of that for myself yeah mm. yeah because you know so that's what I'm working on right now is just rebuilding the exact same thing that I've already done and the only way to you know build a building is from the ground up yeah yep. so are you going to maintain independence yeah absolutely. I'm going to maintain independence. There's there's different ways to go about things in business these days. You don't have to uh, be in business with a record company to sell records these mm. days. So, um, I was watch wondering, out. 
I looked at so much of your, uh, I was like, just listen to all the music. It's like, yo, it's still so creatively rich. And I was like, man, I wonder if part of that is because you have, you can get money from other sources, right? Like, mm. I wonder how that business frees you up to do, to make what you want to make creatively versus being like that pressure, you know, that pressure to be mm. like, I need this album to do this, this, and this. And sometimes... I, I always came into the game where it was like, Wiz is focused on the music. Mm. Anybody at any label, anywhere knows he is into his music. So it don't matter what, what other people are into. Like when I did Rolling Papers 2, that was a long ass album, but yeah. I love that album. The transitions and the double songs and and there's like three platinum records off of there, but it wasn't like a standout moment. But musically, I got what I wanted to get off of my chest. Three platinums, like yeah, the song Rolling Papers Two is great. We shot a fucking you know a action video for it that you know <laughs> my 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 sensei directed. So it was like. <laughs> We was just making dreams come true, like our own personal goals. Like, it's like a personal project. And to you know be able I mean? to do that, that's what yeah. I'm saying. It's like, yeah, yeah. some people I feel like, uh, or it must be troublesome to create scared, you mm -hmm. know, to create with like that, that pressure and fear. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't feel like to be at this point in your career and to not do that, um, or to have had that this long is like, it's pretty rare. Yeah, I appreciate that. Man, just for anyone that's like watching this, any kid that's like, they might even still, they might be a current active artist now. What would be the advice you would offer them? I would advise them to just keep going. Mm. People say that shit, but, like, literally, Bro. keep going. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't stop. Like, as soon as you feel like, oh, I'm going to give this shit up, that, keep going after that. Yeah. That's when, you know, it, it kicks in. Um, keep going, don't stop. And, you know, work work harder for yourself than anybody else possibly can. Like, you know, get those hours in that nobody's doing shit. If you at a party... And the homies is passed out on the couch. Wake up, do some social media real quick. You know what I mean? Mm. Just put that work in when ain't nobody else doing shit. And that's that's what's going to put you ahead. And, you know, think about those song concepts. You know, think about that artwork. Think about those videos. Think about that merch. Like, keep those ideas flowing and express yourself. Get that shit out because that's what's going to push you forward. And finally for you, man, what's next? What's next? I'm dropping another project. It's called <laughs> it's called Wizzlemania. Um, it's gonna be produced mostly by Sledra. Um, oh yeah. It's gonna have more like an underground sound. Okay. A lot of lot of a uh, lot of like raps and like singing on the hooks, so you could compare it to like you know the Cushion Orange Juices and the Taylor Alderdices. Yeah. But um, it's gonna be like like an OG version, but it's called Wizzlemania. And it's gonna be hard as fuck. I can't wait to drop <laughs> this motherfucker. We just dropped G Rage. I got a couple more videos coming off of G Rage. I'm gonna do a video for Kiss, and I'm gonna do a video for Heaven Sent. <clears throat> I'm gonna do a video for We Could Get Mo, which is on the uh, the the Multiverse Deluxe. And <clears throat> Memory Lane is picking up on radio off of the uh, Multiverse album. So that's looking like it's gonna be like another good. Like yeah, legacy song for me. So I'm I'm happy for that. Shout out to Hitmaker. Um, the video is insane. I'm really excited about that. And that's like pretty much everything that's up to date right now. You must have like extra hours in the day, dog. Like, I told you, bro. When the homies is passed out, I'll be up. <laughs> <laughs> Wiz, man, thank you for this, man. This has been great. Like you nah, let me you like too. just talk about the whole career from the beginning. Spend a lot of time now. And I think the thing I'm most interested is um, you as an OG and not. You've been an OG, but you you stand it in that position. 
because I'm on the same page. I feel like the game needs it, and I I know people are responding to it, man. For sure. Yeah, thank, thank you, you for this, keep man. it up. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. If you guys watching at home, make sure you follow for more episodes, and we'll see you next week. Peace. <laughs>